When you hear the phrase first-gen American, what comes to mind? Oscar Velasquez, a first-generation American, wants to enlighten your mind to everyday life as a first-gen in today's America. There is a perception in today's society, and Oscar is going to dive in and dissect the reality of being a first-gen. Join Oscar and his guests from all walks of life, discussing their trial and tribulations in today's America. Now your host, Oscar Velasquez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of First Gen American. I'm your host, Oscar Velasquez. Happy Friday. I'm hoping everybody's safe. We have a special guest today. Please welcome on the show, Jeanette Valdez. Jeanette, thank you so much for coming into the show. Uh, we're so honored to have you. I've heard so much about you within our community. I actually know you personally, and uh, Nashua adores you. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, we want to dive right in because I know that you're doing some amazing work within our um, community. But before we dive into that, uh, uh, please tell the listeners a little bit about you and, uh, and what you're currently doing. Uh, well, my name is Jeanette. I am a mother of four wonderful children. I almost said three for some reason. I don't know why, but it's four. <laughs> um, I am from originally from Lawrence. I moved out to Nashua a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, I've been here since 2011, just trying to, you know, put my name out there and trying to just, you know, promote a little bit of kindness. And um, I'm involved with the Nashua Pal Force. I'm a head coach for the Division 14 team that we um I was a first time head coach last year but I've been an assistant coach for about five years and then last year I took a team to states got first place nice as a first time head coach nice we traveled to Florida um we were not successful in Florida but that's okay we can't win everything and uh, right when we came home from Florida I submitted a story to the recycle percussion group the chaos and kindness guys and we uh, were given an opportunity to perform with them on New Year's Eve. And it was uh, an amazing experience. So uh, that's just a little bit about my community involvement. Wow. Right now, I'm doing the TikTok tip challenge. Yeah. That's what people, <laughs> you know, I got stopped in the street the other day yeah. and, and they were like, you're the TikTok tip Nashua girl. I was yeah. like, okay. East Coast. Um, East Coast edition. Yep. I thought about that. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what brought you, uh, from Lawrence to, to Nashua? My family, yeah. um, you know, Lawrence, I, I love my city, but, um, unfortunately it's just not what I remember growing up. Yeah. Um, and then I just moved up here. It's more of a family community. Uh, my family was up here. My sisters were up here and, you know, it was a, a really good move, move for me and my kids. Nice, nice, nice. And, um, so tell me a little bit about this, this whole, uh, TikTok Tip challenge. Um, it's a tongue twister. I gotta make sure. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about that because I've been seeing a lot of uh, amazing uh, posts that you and uh, the the one that impacted me the most. I mean, all of them do, especially like the the young lady at Applebee's mm -hmm. when you hand it over. You know, you guys raised five hundred dollars. That's amazing. Um, and when you handed that over to her, she, you know, especially in these times right now where where people. Not only is the young lady that's working there, you know, she's she's out there, you know, in a pandemic working, you know, in an environment where nothing's guaranteed, you know, everybody's literally going out there, putting themselves on the line for a paycheck. And kudos to anybody that works in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, because I know everybody's like, open the restaurants, open the mm -hmm. restaurants. Um, but at the same time, when you handed that when you handed that tip over to her, um, that was truly like I, I can't believe, you know, you're a single mother. You are. I, we were talking a little bit earlier before the show. You're a single mother. You are striving to not only be the best mother you can be for four children, are involved with the community, work a nine to five. Have time to be involved with your children while giving back. What inspires you? What keeps you balanced through this whole, you know, ordeal? Because we're in a pandemic. We, you know, some people are isolated and they feel like they have nobody in their surroundings. And the people that they have, they're kind of distancing themselves from our loved ones. You know, your mom, to trying to make sure that everybody's safe. What, what keeps you going? What inspires you? 
random acts of kindness. You know, I, I've been, you know, tired before I've been hungry before I've been, I've been through things and, and random acts of kindness from strangers is what got me by. And when I started the, the, the tip challenge, I, it was a West coast thing and right. they did it on the West coast. And I know that, you know, we're patriotic up in here. You know, we could do it too on the <laughs> East Coast, you know? So I, I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it out here when I am find myself better in a better, you know, situation because right. everybody's kind of going through things throughout the summer, Absolutely. you know, with uh, mental health and things like mm. that. And um, and then one day I, I was going, you know, I, I had one of those moments where I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was like, all right, how am I going to get by this week? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you feel like you're drowning a little bit. Yeah. And um, a girlfriend of mine had a uh, a fireplace. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really want that. And she was like, you can have it. So I was like, great. I'm going to send my daughter to get it. Yeah. And then she sent, I sent my daughter to go pick it up. It didn't fit. She ended up bringing it to, to my house with her husband. Mm-hmm. And um, she messaged me and said, there's a, a, a bag with some dresses for you and your daughter yeah. and an envelope. I was like, okay. Didn't think anything of it. Decided to check that bag at 3 a.m. because it was one of those restless nights. And I figured, uh, you know, uh, let's play dress up at 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I grabbed the envelope, there was a note. And it just, it was a reminder that I'm a rock star. That to just keep pushing. And no matter what I have going on, I always have a smile on my face. And we just got to keep on trucking. Right. And um, so it was a great little letter. And then when I opened it, there was $300 in there. And I cried so much because it was going to be a rough week. I was going to get a spy, but it was going to be a rough one. And um, I didn't know what to say to her. (laughs) You know, I messaged her. I was like, I don't know why you do this. And she said, just when you think nobody's watching, everybody is. And you're just such a good person. And you're just always helping people. And I never do things to get things Mm -hmm. in return. And all she asked me was to pay it forward. So I took my very relatively small social media platform because it's nothing big. I have maybe 5,000 followers combined mm-hmm. with all my social media pages. And um, that's still a lot. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I can't personally, you know, give yeah. somebody, but I know if my community, my tribe gave me 25 cents each, mm-hmm. we got this. And the first one we raised, it was $507. Wow. Um, and we, I got a lot of submissions and I, and I selected this young lady in particular because I was reached out by her employer mm-hmm. to please help this girl. And I was like, absolutely. And then right. we did another tip challenge. We raised $225 and gave it to a lady at Denny's who's right. amazing and everybody loves her. And I'm working on my next set and it's, um, I'm, my goal is a thousand dollars and it's to tip somebody that is fantastic also somebody that the community loves so you know you never forget um where you've been where you're from and and it was a random act of kindness and people do things for me all Mm -hmm. the time that I never expect so the best things come from strangers Mm -hmm. and this world is weird right now right so why not how do you pick the person that you're about to donate the 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 challenge to I contact the restaurant uh and I like to get insight from employees Mm -hmm. and from their boss and Mm -hmm. you know I just kind of talk to them like hey this is a little crazy but I'm doing this little tiktok tip challenge and if you Mm -hmm. who if you could change somebody's day and brighten somebody's day like who would it be and why and that's how I'm I'm making my selections wow you know especially in the restaurant industry like Mm -hmm. Where everybody pretty much, you know, the hostess, everybody shares their tips, especially in these times. If and and for all the listeners, if you guys are going out to eat, remember we're in a pandemic. Tip at least twenty percent, if you can. I, I mean, we're all, you know, we're all going through some things, but please make sure that you take care of the people in the uh, the restaurant industry. Absolutely. Um, that's amazing. So t- tell me a little bit about the inspiration towards this tip challenge but also like your your background what i know that you're hispanic puerto rican correct mm-hmm. puerto rican and dominican puerto rican and dominican mm-hmm. el caribe mm-hmm. <laughs> and um have you gotten any you know response from your community or your family intermediate family about what you're doing and what was that like uh, i got uh- Mostly 97% of the feedback has, has mm-hmm. been very positive. I do get a couple of people that, you know, um, 
why are you doing this? Right. You know, and, and for me, it's just, why not? Why right. aren't you, you know? Right. <laughs> so, and, um, it, I think it's different when it's, when it's coming from a, a Hispanic woman, I, I just feel like it's a little different because, you know, we're, we're known to need, mm-hmm. you know, and right. there's such a terrible stigma on that, but we're right. independent too. And exactly. I just want to let people know that, you know, we do, we do great things. And and so, no matter what, you know, like I had somebody reach out to me and ask me, you know, you got a lot of things going on. Why didn't you just keep that money? And I was like, no, yeah. I absolutely would never. Exactly. <laughs> I would never. I didn't even think about it. And um, they were like, well, you know, you you probably should. I'm like, I'm, I, and I would never. Every cent that I got, I donated to right. to these people. So, um, and you're transparent about that because I see, absolutely. I see, um, in the in the TikTok, I see that you're transparent about your cash app and and mm-hmm. how much everybody gets, which that's awesome transparency, especially when you have you know the three percent that can have a little bit of doubt and mm-hmm. everything like that. But and I know it takes a lot of trust, and yeah. I'm I'm humbled uh, that my my community and because this was not a, a Jeanette thing, this was a collective community thing, and. Something that someone keeps telling me is to stop passing over the torch. Mm-hmm. I don't like the attention. So I'm like, no, we did this. They're yeah, like, yeah. no, you did this. But right. for me, it's a it's a community thing. I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without the support. Mm-hmm. And I realized my uh, second tip challenge, how much I'm trusted. And it's a very humbling experience. Like f- entirely. Mm-hmm. I have people sending me 50 cents. Someone sent me a dollar 26. And to me, that was their last dollar 26. And they trusted to give it to me to give right. to somebody um, and then I had people that sent me a hundred dollars, you know, so mm-hmm. it was it, the fact that people know that I'm going to do the right thing is just, it's a feeling beyond itself. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's amazing how different our stories are, but yet similar, you know, when, when I went to China, you know, for the textile industry and, and the partnerships and you were, you were involved with the makeup line, um, you were cranking away. I saw you. You were hustling. Mm-hmm. You were posting. And I and when I kept seeing your videos, I was I remember I was on the couch. Um, it was like a Sunday afternoon. I was hanging out. You were posting makeup tutorials. And my wife's like, Why are you watching makeup tutorials? <laughs> and I said, I'm just, it's not about the makeup. I just love the ambition behind the woman. That's just out there believing in this product. So then I automatically reached out to you and I mm-hmm. said, Jeanette, you're doing such an amazing job, you know, representing this company. But people believe in you. You put any product in front of them, they'll believe in that product because it's coming from you. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Why don't you just reverse engineer who they're doing it for? Who are they? Who are they collecting the product from? Because mm-hmm. they're slapping a label on it. And why don't you do that? And, and I, what what happened? What? Yeah, tell me. So because you just told me this <laughs> that you actually stepped forward. We haven't connected. It's been a couple mm-hmm. of years since then. T- tell me what happened after that. So uh, this has been a recent thing. So I stuck with the with the company for a while, for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I did well. You know, I made a little bit of you know going out to the movie money or stuff and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, I took what you said and I remember you telling the one thing that stuck in my head that you had told me was people buy you, not your product. Exactly. They buy you first, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, people, I think people kind of like me. <laughs> so I did, I reached out to a few vendors and I'm looking for a November 1st release date. Um, I'm, I came out with our own custom palette. I came, went into business with a really good friend of mine um, who she actually reached out to me and was like, let's, you know, let's do this. Like what's stopping you? Right. And of course, you know, things that stop you are mostly the financial burden. You know, it's right. difficult to try to, you know, maintain a household and, and, um, start a business, start a business right. and take care of children. And, you know, you still have bills to pay. You mm-hmm. still have a job to go to and things like that. And when she put presented the opportunity to me, she's like, listen, this is what we're going to do right. and just do it. And I said, let's do this. And right. I did, I contacted some vendors. I got, Excellent packaging. I have a great friend of mine who created my label for me mm-hmm. um, and she did a beautiful job at it. And I'm really excited. So I'm going to have my own eyeshadow palette. And, nice. you know, I is opened this an up LLC. This is going to be an exclusive thing. Nice. And all of the names that we are going to have on the mm-hmm. palettes will be uh, in Spanish. Nice. So I want everybody to know that this is a female run, Hispanic run business. And 
you know, we're going, we're going out there, man. We're here to, we're that here to is what I'm make talking people about. Sell, we're here to make people feel beautiful. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, I don't sell makeup. I sell confidence. And I'm trying to make women feel great. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I mean, in a, in a, in a macho, in a machismo industry, you know, where entrepreneurs, I love to see a woman thrive. I, you know, and the reason why is because I see my wife. She, she's she's a silent warrior. You know, mm -hmm. she doesn't post a lot. She's she has a couple of brands that she's working on. So when I see another woman, um, doing her thing, I love that. I love that because, I mean, the industry is twice as hard for a woman. Mm -hmm. But when you get on that, when you when you get on that on that rocket and take off, God, like, the sky's the limit. So I'm really proud. Of what you've done, I'm 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 glad that you took that advice and you ran with it because the sky's the limit. You know, how is it? You know, how has it been managing? You know, you you you're, you're a coach, you work a nine to five, you're contributing by the TikTok tip challenge, and now you're starting a, a business. How do you find a balance <laughs> to juggle all that at the same time while being a single mother? Um, so it, my kids are phenomenal. Uh, every single one of them are, I was a young mother. I have, my son is 21 years old, my oldest, my youngest mm -hmm. is 12. And they are, they have no idea how much they are the foundation of me. Like they are, I am, they are, they are the reason and they make things easy. And and they could have made being a single mother very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and they they have their moments. Yeah. But for, you, Chris, you know, get the tissues, man. For the most part, they are, <laughs> they make it easy. So yeah. it, it's easy for me. Granted, they're a little older now. When they were younger, it was difficult and, and, you know, trying to be at work and, you know, trying to make two, but my, my job is very supportive. Yeah. Um, they're, they're great people. I got to go into work super early today so that I can come in here today, mm -hmm. uh, and do the show. So they're, um, coaching. I'm off this season because of COVID, uh, yeah. but my kids are on my team. And so that makes it easier with transporting. Plus the national pal program is a legit family, like one mm -hmm. team, one dream. And these people have supported me, encouraged me, support my children to the max. So I, I'm able to get through things. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, and let me tell you, I'm that. a firm believer in that. And, um, you know, and then I, my, my squad of people on my, on my business page are mm -hmm. amazing. I can go on there at whatever time at night and I know that they're going to log in and watch it. Right. So it, it's, it's hard, but it's doable. And, you know, um, I, I do, I am seeing somebody now, so he's mm -hmm. making my life a little easier. And he's like, you know, I call him the mayor of Nashua because he's really popular. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know him really well. Yeah. He, he's he's been to a couple of parties. <laughs> Shout out to the DJ, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not only are you a up and rising entrepreneur, but your kids are too. Mm -hmm. You know, your daughters. You, what I'm really interested in is your son. He's making his own sofrito, you said? My son wants to make his own sofrito. Tell so me my, a little bit about that. <laughs> so my son, he cooks uh, yeah. a lot. And uh, two years ago, he auditioned mm -hmm. for MasterChef Junior. Nice. Uh, he made un pastelón de plátano maduro and some white rice. And, and he what, made what's that for the, for the listeners that are not? Um, so it's like a shepherd's pie, but with sweet plantains. Oh, and um, yeah, So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Spanish dish. Yeah. And... He made that. He didn't advance, but, you know, he had the opportunity and he went. He cooks for the family. He's a great little chef. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, he he was on major drive selling sofrito over the summer. I was like, Cam, can't, can't keep giving away our sofrito like that, you know? <laughs> He's like, the lady asked me for some. But oh, he um, he loves to cook. He has his own YouTube channel. We haven't posted in a little bit. It's yeah. very difficult making those long. You know, you make no, a... I get it. It takes six hours to do a six minute video no i get it um so he's doing that and you know i have my other daughter who's doing nails she's 13 and she you know she wants to try to the acrylics and press-ons mm -hmm. and decorating and my other daughter loves lashes and she's trying to get into that business so right. you know i i'm trying to teach my children to to be entrepreneurs young very young i want them i'm like guys there's a 16 year old keeping up with the right valdez now. huh yes okay so i i see a lot of i see a lot of um inspiration from the mom you know and i see a lot of young entrepreneurs and that that's humbling because nowadays everybody's just so consumed within this image but to actually have kids that want to do and share at the same time and in a world where you know cyberbullying and you know picking on and self-doubt and criticism to find that inspiration from a mom 
to nurture and instill that in the kids to be able to inspire and give them that platform to be who they are and do whatever they want to do. That's admirable. That's admirable. You know, I try, you know, even when, when, you know, when the pandemic first started, you know, um, anytime I was driving around, I would, I had a car, my car full of water and hand sanitizer. And and if Mm -hmm. we saw, you know, homeless, we would just give them water, hand sanitizer. And that was like liquid Mm -hmm. gold, you know, a few months ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, it was, you know, random things like going to, like, I would go to Dunks and, and I, I bought four pizzas and dropped yeah. them off because the kids look so stressed out. So it's just important for me. I tell my kids every morning before they would go to school, if you can't find a good person, be one. Right. Ooh. Just be one, you know, because it, it's 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 harder. It's harder being kind than it is to be a not a nice person. <laughs> Absolutely. We know that you have had involvement with the National Police Athletic League, mm-hmm. um, working with the youth. How do you feel uh, about National Pal and what do they provide for their community? What do you feel like the connect is with the youth and the police athletically? It's 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 an it's a place to keep kids out of trouble. Mm. You know, it gives them something to do. It gives them a sense of accomplishment. Uh, going to competition is something. I mean, you work your tail off for months for two and a half minutes. And it's the best two and a half minutes ever. The energy is amazing. The 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 coaching staff in all divisions are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the coordinator, the president, they're all just fantastic people, and they're there for the kids. They're, I just I am proud to be a part of the PAL program. And I've and like I said, I I I was a, an assistant coach for a few years. Last year was my first time. Um, by default, <laughs> that I became mm-hmm. a head coach, and it was because someone my head coach had to step down and. They were like, all right, you're in here. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) you know, but the kids respond to me very well. And I have a great relationship with the kids and parents and with the rest of the staff. So it kind of came a little easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're 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 just if you're if you're if your child isn't involved in a program, pal should be the one. They're just they're. They're amazing. The opportunities these kids get to travel, you know, and to go to Florida and Connecticut and Rhode Island and competitions. And you meet so many people, all walks of life. And and then you get other opportunities. My older daughter uh, was selected two years in a row to join New Hampshire Elite. And they pick 18 kids in the state to join this cheer team. And these kids, there's, uh, you know, 100 and some odd kids that go to try out. And then they only pick 18 and she was given that opportunity she was on two cheer teams one year when it was crazy hectic but yeah. it was an opportunity she became a national champion and and it's just these experiences i'm trying to create memories and experiences for my kids and and for all these kids it's a it's a moment i love them all i right. have i have you know 106 kids <laughs> how, how many of your children are involved uh, in pal three all three? yep so i have uh two girls and a boy mm-hmm. my son played football for the first few years and then he became a cheerleader um two years ago so this last year was his second year as a male cheerleader which mm-hmm. is already difficult but he's a yeah. tough little kid and he loves Kudos to him he loves the sport man like he no but i i you know i i was um you posted something a, a while back and man that's that's amazing that you know he loves what he loves mm-hmm. nope forget about the criticism you love what you love mm-hmm. and that again goes back into the parent like instilling in that confidence you know which that's amazing so you know a lot of involvement with the police athletic league they have a lot to offer. We even had um, Lieutenant Camacho in here, which he's mm-hmm. heavily involved with the Police Athletic League. Um, I remember, you know, when I grew up here in, in, in Nashua, when I first came from Brooklyn, we couldn't afford to go to the um, Boys and Girls Club. They afford the membership. Mm-hmm. So we did go to the Police Athletic League because they didn't, you didn't have to pay anything. It was It was open for the community, especially for the kids, which that was... That to me was a safe haven, you know, because I I was able to, if I wanted a box, I can go upstairs or watch the other guys box. Whatever I was into, they had. What would you say to the parent that's that doesn't know how to get involved or how to get their kids involved into a program like like that you're coaching right now? That I mean, it's the easiest thing. And my first year when I decided to uh, join PAL, mm-hmm. I joined PAL as just a parent. And I, I, I too experienced some situations where I couldn't, you know, yeah. pay for the registration. And I learned quickly that that's never a problem. There's always sponsors and scholarships and people that are just 
willing to be kind and yeah. just they know that these are things that kids want to do and some people just they they don't they just can't afford it and right. but they make it happen they will never turn no kid left behind yeah. like that is their jam mm -hmm. and i've seen them not leave no kids behind wow. and and that's including mine i i you know my first first year as just a parent mm -hmm. I mean, our season started in July and I finished paying off registration in October, but I had to pay three registrations off. But I did great with my fundraisers and I went and raised money and all that other stuff. Um, but they didn't they didn't they didn't care. They didn't care that I that I owed the registration. I was like, I'm going to get it twenty dollars a week or whenever I got paid. They didn't care. They just didn't care because it's ultimately it's about the kids. They right. just want the kids to have these experiences and it mm -hmm. gives these kids something to do and it's it's four days a week and three hours practice and you're not running around and getting into trouble and right. you know and so i just i i've invited a lot of people to the pal program um some stuck with it some didn't mm -hmm. and i always let them know like you never have to worry about not being able to because i promise you someone always will mm -hmm. always they have i've never worried about a ride for my child to get to practice, a ride to, because I had three kids, three different teams. Mm -hmm. I was running a Londonary hooks, like all over the place, trying yeah. to get to games and competitions. And someone always was there. Someone was just always there with that, within PALS. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, it didn't matter what division it was from. You would post, my kid needs a ride, and someone was jumping in on that to make sure that your kid got there. Mm -hmm. So it really is a one giant family. It's a big Community family. center. It's a community. Yeah, it yeah, is. Truly a community center. Um, do you feel like there's there should be more opportunities in Nashville to engage with our youth? Absolutely. How so? I just it it's important to create these little things for the kids. It gives them something to look forward to. When I um, reached out to Recycle Percussion about doing the event with them, mm -hmm. I in no way thought we were getting we were going to get picked. They asked for a dance team. Mm -hmm. And we're not a dance team. We're cheerleaders. So when I asked them, I was like, hey, you know, I got I got a group of kids that they stunt, they tumble, they dance. They're not dancers, they're cheerleaders, but mm. they're going to do great by you. And the light in these kids' face the day of that performance was just something you just don't forget. The opportunity, the, I mean, these are pretty big guys and they're great. They're, mm. they're the kings of kindness. Like, I haven't touched anything <laughs> compared to what they do. And just seeing these opportunities, I think there should just be more of that. It gives some, it gives them something to look forward to. It gives them a goal for the future or, you know, setting them up to go to one of the best cheer, you know, the cheer schools in Texas or something like that. You know, it just gives kids a reason, you know, and I think that that's just important to keep our kids stimulated, our, their brain stimulated and keep them physical and keep them active. And we just need a little more of that. Hey, guys, you're listening to First Gen American. We have our special guest, Jeanette Valdez, and she's part of the, she's actually the founder of the TikTok Tip Challenge here on the East Coast. We're so happy to have her on the show. She's talking a little bit about the, her background and what she's doing with the involvement in the community. Truly amazing work. This is so amazing, and Nashua is clearly lucky to have you. You clearly represent the, the true definition of being a good neighbor. What does it mean to you to be a good neighbor or someone that is involved within our community? I mean, for me, it's just offer a smile. That's it, man. Like, I just want I want to promote just being nice to people. That's all that I can say. Mm -hmm. it, it just means I come from a human services background. I have an mm -hmm. associate's degree in human services. I You do that work. For the passion, not the money, right. <laughs> because you don't get paid anything. But I've always been involved in, in the community, and it's important for me. Even growing up in Lawrence and when I first finished college, I was working in the community under the bridges, and I fed the homeless people, and I did groups, and I did all these free things. So it's it's always just been instilled in me to just pay that forward. And like like you had mentioned, I, my, I come from a... Uh, I'm a single mom of nine. You mm -hmm. know, my mom had six biological kids and adopted three. Why... Whoa. But, you know, we grew up in a big household with one parent and right. and um, I've seen nice things happen to her, to my mom. And I know that my mom got through it because people just threw her a life jacket when she was drowning. So I just want to do the same. That's it. I just I want to do the same. Right. It's amazing that you find the passion to, to sometimes, like I tell you, like I told you earlier, sometimes we are our own worst critics. But to be able to push through that, that doubt. And to still 
provide just a smile, but just a smile can impact so many other lives. And I can't, I can't uh, tell you enough how amazing that is. I would say the definition of a, being a good Samaritan to understand what the struggles and still do what people can. Do you really know? And do you understand everybody that truly gives you that, that self-doubt and still being able to reach out and say, do you need anything? You know, that, that's truly amazing. Um, I want to I want to ask you you know with a Hispanic background and and have and coming from a big family did you ever find a time where somebody reached out and inspired you when you were younger I think all the time you know I had a lot of influential women in my life mm-hmm. um, my mom being the main main person in my life that was extremely influential I I never saw my mom cry. I knew she did. I know that now as a mom that she did. Yeah. Um, I, I saw her work hard all the mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, people just do things for you. And as a youth, I didn't get those life-changing uh, experiences. They all came to me as an adult. And, and, and I feel like that's what opened up my eyes so much more. They came to me as an adult by people I didn't know. Right. And that's what made it so much more impactful that sometimes it's, not knowing that what you're doing is is affecting anybody. And I, I was completely unaware that I even inspired people the way that I did until I think yesterday. Mm-hmm. When yesterday, when all the flow started happening, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know, I didn't realize it. To me, it's just second nature. Like, it's just, this is what I do, <laughs> you right. know? So it's... um as a as an adult, though, I feel like I've been affected more by people and their kindness and their random acts of just changing my life. Um, either it was with a word of advice or helping with my kids or anything like, it, it, you know, getting me out of a, a, a situation that, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, and I've experienced those within, especially this year. Mm-hmm. This year has been trying Mm -hmm. for like many people it's just been a weird vibe like it's a weird situation and this year I have been so motivated by people and their kindness like it's Mm -hmm. insane and it's just because I found myself I was struggling it was rough I was out of work like I was like what am I gonna do you know and 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 this year I'm telling you this year has been the year for me to I realized how much I was loved Mm. I realized that. And I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know at all. I didn't know people watched my videos. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know that happened. And I'm very blessed. I feel very blessed for 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 to have this uh, the support that I have that I, I was completely unaware I knew existed. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we have a we might have a couple of single moms that are struggling to get by, you know, their social distancing right now to protect themselves and their and their little ones. What do you tell that single mother out there that is struggling and she's, you know, she's that Wonder Woman that secretly, you know, cries and silent. What do you tell her to motivate her and to inspire her? What I, what I will say is what my, my oldest son said to me one time. I was tired, you know, and, and, and you're your worst critic and you always mm. feel like you could just do better. And he said... Even even um, Superman has to be Clark Kent sometimes. Ooh. And I that's what I always say to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's you don't have to be a superhero all the time. Sometimes it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay. And tomorrow's going to be better. And that's all I that's all I can sit there and, and say. And my 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 kids get me through it. They're wise kids. When my son graduated high school, he said, everybody thought you were going to fail me. Mm-hmm. And he graduated top of his class and, you know, he's a phenomenal young man. He's a, he cooks, you know, he's a chef and he works and he's a great person and the days get better. They always do. You're never going to just be stuck. What type of passion leads a woman to, to kind of keep going to, to do all this at the same time and yet, you know, block the noise in the background? I know that you, you want to make sure that you instill some type of kindness on individuals, but 
what do you what do you feel that truly motivates you inside you know besides your family i know that that's a key point but what do you want to happen in the long run for myself is i am trying to create generational wealth. You know, I want to change the pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I I grew up with hardworking parents, but I didn't grow up with parents with credit, you know, because it's not what we talked about. We just worked hard 70 hours a week. Absolutely. And so I, I, I have an end goal and I have a vision. And Mm -hmm. when I put my heart into something, I know I'm going to get it. And it's just, I, I just want, I want things to be different. I want my kids, kids to have a different life than what they, I want, I just want, Mm -hmm. I want to create a name for ourselves. Mm. I want I want my kids to understand what it's like. You know, I have a compound that I'm trying to buy and mm. I tell the kids, I'm like, we visit it probably twice a week. Yeah. And like, you know, we're not supposed to, but we do. And we yeah. go in there and I tell the kids, I'm like, you know, you have to manifest, put, you manifest things. You yeah. have to put out what you're trying to get. Exactly. And so if you put out good energy, you get that right back. I'm a firm Absolutely. believer in that. And I love vision boards and I like, you know, affirmations and mm-hmm. I love to do those things and I believe in it. So because I feel so strongly about, I just know I have an end goal. I know what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm trying to get a compound so that my kids can be here and their kids, kids and their kids and their, and everyone's kids. And we're just going to have this whole plot of Valdez land, and, you know, <laughs> and just, you know, I, I just, believe it. I, yeah, you know, so that's what, keeps me going. I, and I remember not having, and, and I didn't have anything. And I, I, I moved with two lawn chairs and now, you know, like, it's like, we have so much now. So I'm very grateful and Mm -hmm. I never forget. I never, ever forget, but I do remember not having, I remember not having anything. You know, you said something that we don't really talk about as, as Hispanics, um, as first generations, second generations that our parents they instill the work ethic mm-hmm. you know work hard mind your business stay out of trouble get your education but what we should focus on is focus on financial freedom absolutely we're working we're working we're working we're working for the man but at the end of the day we're not instilling um to our youth you know the financial responsibilities and how to establish ourselves um instead of being you know instead of being what would you say i I would say impulsive you know Mm -hmm. like we didn't have it before it's all and and all be all this is it you know so i think you you hit it you hit the nail right on the head when when you said we need to focus on credit we need to focus on financial wealth Mm -hmm. um and long-time longevity you know you're talking about real estate. You're mm-hmm. talking about businesses. You're talking about giving back. That and all is a well-rounded human being that has the ambition. And coming from nothing. Mm-hmm. What does it take to start a business when you come from nothing and have nothing to start that business? What motivates you? What keeps you going? And and where do you start? Like you have, we know mm-hmm. because we've been there. But what do you tell that single mother that says, wow, I'm inspired. I'm listening to her right now, but I just don't know where to start. I don't have a dollar to my name to start a business. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? Just do it. You know, you have to just, you know, you have to take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And you just have to do it. And I, I believed in myself so much because I have a passion. I have mm-hmm. a passion for the art of makeup and hair and costume makeup and 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 special effects makeup and I have a true I have a true passion for it. Mm-hmm. Find something you love and just run with it. Right. You know, and my when I when I talk to my children about do I'm like guys just find something you love and run with it. Cam yeah. loves cooking, Cam go cook. Emily yeah. you like lashes, do that thing. How do yeah. you like you know so it's like find something that makes your heart flutter find yeah. something that makes you giggle and run with it and just do it the first step that i did was get an llc because i know my first round with uh-huh. cooking right. i didn't have an llc guess uh-huh. who got in trouble uh-huh. this guy did you uh-huh. know and and but i learned and i i learned that you you just you have to do things the right way right. start with that it's the, the cheapest way to go then Absolutely. find your passion Find what you're trying to sell. What are you trying to distribute? What are you mm-hmm. trying to open? What are you trying to provide to the community that's not already there? And then do it. Just go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's it's easier 
it's easier said than done for me. I just woke up and I was like, I'm doing this. Right. And I'm doing this because I just know that I want something different. I don't want to, I want to work for myself. And instead of making, you know, this guy a millionaire, I want to make myself a millionaire. Absolutely. And I want to, I want to put my name out there. And mm -hmm. I want, you know, I, who cares about Kylie Jenner cosmetics? Have mm -hmm. you heard of Valdez Beauty? No, you know, yeah. so I want those things <laughs> to be put out there because, Absolutely. because we, we have to. We, why not? Right. Why, just why not? And just do it. And one day I woke up and was like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I am awesome. And I can put on eyeshadow like nobody's business, you right, know? Right. And, and then we just did it. And then I just did a lot of research and I wasn't impulsive like I was the first time because mm -hmm. it wasn't really impulse. I call it excitement. Mm -hmm. I was a little excited. So I just jumped the gun on stuff. And, but this time around, I'm just being smarter. Mm -hmm. I'm being smarter. I have a plan. I know what I'm trying to distribute. I know right. the, the crowd I'm trying to reach. I know the... I just know now. And it's mm -hmm. just all learning curves. So if you if you know somebody, talk to them. You know, my brain, mm -hmm. pick it all you want. You can talk to me and ask me questions. I share it all. I love seeing everybody around me succeed. Yeah. I just want everybody it's in my inspiring. circle to be. It is. You know, I'm inspired mm -hmm. daily by people, by, mm -hmm. you know, you know, single moms, people like yourself. You know, I think this is an amazing thing that you're doing here. So Thank even you. it's all this stuff. All of it motivates me to just be better and the right. the the more you surround yourself by goal getting people mm -hmm. you're going to get there too amen to that uh, i you know what i i surround myself with a lot of people a lot of people look at successful people and say oh that person inspires me that person doesn't inspire me Maybe a little, but I'm saying no, because they're, they're at their peaking point. They're comfortable. They have a plan. They have a layout of multiple incomes coming in. Show me the person that's on the come up. I know a 21-year-old barber that, you know, made some money, saved. And he's like, I want to get into real estate. He lives in New Hampshire, bought property in Cleveland. And all of a sudden, he's like, he went to a seminar mm -hmm. where like, you pay $2,000 and uh, they teach you the, the ropes and how to find property and all this and that. And at the end of the day, it ended up being a scam. They took the $2,000 away from him and he was out $50,000. Mm. The property that he bought was condemned. They basically, the city ripped it down. He has land in an undeveloped area that doesn't have, you know, no potential of even just buying the land because it's not where people are interested in buying land. Mm -hmm. So... I said to him, how much did you lose? 50000 21 years old, $50,000 in debt already. I mean, there's probably kids, there's college kids that are worse in debt. Mm -hmm. But I mean, easy, man. Easy. Listen to me. Think about it like this. Think about this as a four-year degree, an MBA, mm -hmm. four-year degree. You would have been $125,000 in debt. But $50,000, how long did it take you to get that money? It took me a while. Then come back. Your comeback is stronger than your setback. Mm -hmm. And you will thrive, man. Six months later, through a pandemic, it's like, um, I talked to him. I'm sorry. I talked to him before that. And I told him, listen, wh what's the whole situation now? You, What you need to do is you need to get a lawyer. You need to talk to the city. You know, find mm -hmm. a little avenues, which I've learned during the way here. And then I said, and I said, listen, go back and find out what you can do. And watch you get your money back. So he was like, oh, that self-doubt. And I love those moments. Anyway, long story short, he came back and he was now he's under just by 30,000, still thriving. His his mojo is a little bit different. I said, you still got the land? Yeah. Take a flight, clean it up. You know, maybe a young developer will, will mm -hmm. come and has the, you know, 50K to put 30 on the land and, and et cetera on, on, on building the foundation. Those inspiring moments, restaurant owners that are thriving, those give me the energy. I think that surrounding yourself with those type of individuals, when I talk to you about your come-ups right now and the businesses that you're about, these little babies that mm -hmm. you're about to, you know, give birth to, those are inspiring moments. I say to those young individuals that are out there, reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. When I went to China, and we had this conversation, when I went to China, and I wanted to start a clothing line. 
I didn't go to Marshall's and look at the fabric. I went to Nordstrom. I went to Saks Fifth Avenue. And I said, all right, what makes this shirt $500? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, of the retailers will come and say, sir, can I help you? No, I want to see what this shirt is made out of. Oh, are you interested in buying it? No, I'm interested in creating that. So, oh, it's a bamboo con. I'm like, what the hell is bamboo? What the hell is bamboo con? So I'm looking at I'm looking at the tag and I'm like, oh, this is the blend to this. Okay. I take a drive back home, get on my computer, talk to my rep, the brand representative up in China, and I tell him, have you heard of this material? Yes, we can get that. Absolutely. I want a thousand of those. Mm. And you know, it's just it's just all about reverse engineering. We you just know? have to change the way we think. Exactly. That's all. And I think we're we're just we're set. To think in a certain way, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's hard to break to break free from that. So mm-hmm. I just think it's important. Just change the way you think, man. Change your approach on things, mm-hmm. and and that's how I feel like I'm moving forward and being being able to be a little bit more mm-hmm. successful than I was a few years ago. I'm excited to see your businesses grow. I'm excited to see this TikTok challenge grow. You are just such a warm, humbling person. You know, your your energy is electrifying when you step in the room because you know what you want to do and how do you want to get there. And I love catching up either it's months or years. I love individuals like you that are doing something mm-hmm. that truly inspire me as much as I inspire you. It That's that energy that keeps circling. That's the true yin and yang. And, and I love that. And you are an amazing person, and I'm excited to have you on the show. Tell us what's next. What What's the steps? Man, so we're going to launch hopefully November 1st on the eyeshadow palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really chosen a name yet. I do have a name that I wanted to use, but I think it's a little... Don't say it I right now. It's Don't a little worry. aggressive right yeah, yeah. now, okay. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna change it. Sometimes change it that's up. okay though. But it's going to it's gonna be an imp- <laughs> it's gonna be a statement name. I'll tell you guys that much. Uh, and then um, you know just slowly try to roll out these. Being home right now, it, it has its pros mm-hmm. and it has its cons. Right now, mm-hmm. it gives my my children an opportunity to kind of outline their life and what they want to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna focus right now on on, on Beauty by Valdez and Ruby Beauty and opening that up and launching mm-hmm. my eyeshadow palette along with other little makeup and skincare products that I'm going to have and and then push my kids to do the same with their businesses. And, you know, by the time, you know, we're just there, the name's going to be known. They're going to know who we are. <laughs> I got I got to talk to you a little bit about um, an idea that just popped in my head off the off the live. Um, how can people donate to the organizations that you're involved with, you know, the cheer and the police athletic league? How can, if people want to donate, how can they donate? So if people want to donate, I'm specifically with the national pal, uh, spirit and football program. Yeah. Um, but the national, the big pal is right there on Ash street. They could donate there. Uh, there's always kids that need to be sponsored mm-hmm. to cover registration costs, uh, costs for shoes, uh, uniform costs and things like that. Um, for my TikTok tip challenge, I do it through Cash App, and I've been meeting with people throughout Nashua um, who just want to give me cash. Yeah. So uh, my Cash App I do is the little dollar sign yeah. J Valdez zero two two six, and that's just you know that's that's how we're doing it. So we're doing it cash, or we're doing it through Cash App or Venmo or however it is that people want to go ahead and do that. But they can check uh, updates on my TikTok page, on my Instagram. On my uh, Facebook page, I post everything. I like to let people know daily what kind of money we're looking at right now. Right now, we're at $245, roughly. That's more than um, that was last night, actually, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Well, I have cash, too. Yeah. So I got over oh, okay. $100 in cash, and nice. then I have about 130 in my cash app. Yeah. So that is part of my $1,000 goal, which nice. which I, I really want to change somebody's life with this. Mm-hmm. And I already know who it's for. And everybody nice. loves her already, so yeah. I know that it's going to be good. <laughs> nice, nice. I want to highlight, you told me a story about the Nashua, um, the Nashua school system that didn't, you uh-huh. donated yourself. Tell me a little bit about that story. So it was actually a year ago yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking through my Facebook memories and I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but one that year, that day, my daughter was denied lunch um, because I owed $3.45. And we don't, you know, I don't get a subsidy. I don't, I pay for lunch. I don't get free or reduced lunch or anything like that. And uh, I just forgot, to be quite honest. I mean, I have three kids in school at the time and uh, she had gotten denied lunch. She didn't get denied lunch. She mm-hmm. was given lunch and then they took it from her. And yeah, (laughs) they took they took it from her as she was walking towards the lunch table. 
And so she was more embarrassed. Uh, she's 12. She was 12 I'm at the time. I'm embarrassed for the school yeah, or she whoever was, did that. She was 12 years old at the time when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was very upset, you know. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I made a post about it. It got shared like 200 times. Uh, I had so many shares on that post. And then I decided to raise money to pay off kids' balances at the school. And again, it's one of those things you don't know it's going to work and then it works. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up raising $270 and we paid off a bunch of school balances at the school. They didn't give me names. I didn't care to know names. I just knew that I never wanted someone's child to go through that again. I, I My kid went through it and I was devastated for her. I was embarrassed for her. I don't want that to happen to someone else's child. And that day when my daughter, her lunch got taken away, one of her friends gave her half of her lunch. So wow. I reached out to that parent. I was like, thank you for raising such an amazing kid. She didn't yeah. have to do that. But my kid, you know, she never, it never happened again. And when I approached the school on it, they were yeah. like, that's our protocol is to, to take it. I was like, no, it's not. That's not the protocol. It's not what I read because I read the handbook. Yeah. And I read the handbook before I presented myself because yeah. I wanted to know what's your protocol on, on a situation like this. And the protocol, it states clearly in the handbook that they will discreet. They will let the the child stay with the lunch, but they would discreetly let them know that there's a balance owed. And I was like, that wasn't discreet. My kid got like super yeah. embarrassed, and you took the lunch away from her. That's so crazy. I raised two seventy, and I went to the school department, and I I was like, she said, I can't give names, that I don't care. I yeah. know there's a bunch of negative balances there. Pay them off here, and they did. And wow. I don't know who it helped, but it helped a bunch of kids, wow. and it made me happy. <laughs> it's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the amazing things that you're doing and more amazing things to come. That's, uh, wow. Trying. <laughs> uh, I want to hear more amazing stories in the near future about you. I'm excited to see your, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, when it comes to businesses, we, we should have business parties, like business launch parties mm-hmm. for our friends. You know, like how people like have music release. Parties. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> we should, we should have like business expos, but for Hispanics that are starting businesses to be able to connect and mm-hmm. help each other. Anyways, that's just some ideas out there. Ladies and gentlemen, another wonderful episode of first gen American Jeanette Valdez. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you and to hear more stories from you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing. First Gen American, another wonderful Saturday. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands. See ya. <laughs>